Welcome to Joint Effort with Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. This podcast covers the pain and injuries that are associated with muscles, ligaments, and joints. Welcome to another episode of Joint Effort. I'm Jason Sullivan, the host, with Sarah Robinson, uh, who happens to be an Army vet. We'll get into that a little bit, but also a patient of DMOS for seven or eight years or so, mm-hmm. and you've had two different operations. Is that right? Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sullivan, for having me yeah. today. Uh, I love DMOS. I tell all my friends about it. I say that I love DMOS so much because I had my left hip scope done seven years ago, and I loved it so much I came back and got my right one done. <laughs> Not what you're intending for, but it, if they go well, it, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about your, your history in the Army. Okay, so I originally joined the Iowa National Guard in 1997 as a broadcast journalist and did all the training and things that go with being in the military. And I noticed even back then um, when I was at basic training, I had a feeling in my hip and I was diagnosed with stress fractures, uh, hip flexor strain, everything you can think of. And Did you have that before the Army, or was no. it in conjunction with the PT test? Uh, like yes, that? it was definitely PT tests, uh, probably using my body in ways that I had never done previously. Sure. Um, so jumping off of obstacles, jumping over things, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of running, so the constant uh, motion of hitting the ground as you're running. And was that, is that a... How often did you have to do that? Is that in basic training? Is that mm-hmm. something you're doing for three straight months or and then it tapers off or is it a constant thing? Well, when you go to basic training, you have your basic training for nine weeks and then whatever school you go to. And I remember specifically after a very long ruck march that had lasted all night into and the a ruck morning. Are you putting the pack on? Yes. Okay. How much does that thing weigh? 60 pounds, which at the time I was probably 100 pounds soaking wet. And I remember uh, one of my battle buddies, because you're walking in a a line, and I could feel him, who he was probably 6'2", lifting the pack off of my back just so that I wasn't falling over because my hip was giving out as I was marching. And you can't just say, hey, I'm injured. No, there's no, yeah, yeah, exactly. You you go through it or else you don't graduate. and then I went through all the physical therapy and everything that they had available for me. So they did make sure I went through physical therapy, but the whole time they thought it was stress fractures, okay. which it could have been. But well, when was this? Ten years ago? Or no, <laughs> thank you. 20 years no, ago 20, 25 years ago. Okay. Wow. So um, back in the late 90s, they didn't have labral tears no one had heard of such a thing so they gave me a bone scan and an x-ray but not an mri and definitely not a contrast dye mri so they kind of told you hey stress fractures they'll get Mm -hmm. better with rest yes so i rested and then it felt better and then i ran again and it hurt again so then i rested again and the cycle continued for about 15 years before i finally had an opportunity to meet um dr bolden and he said, I'm going to send you over to DMOS to meet Dr. Nelson. I think you have a, something called a labral tear. And I, I suffered for years. How frustrating was that for you? It was very frustrating because even at one point in the military, they said, well, you're just being lazy because you don't want to run. You don't want to do what you have to do. Right. And I was doing everything I could to try to maintain my physical fitness. But, you know, it's, oh, I have to rest to feel better. 
I feel better now I run and now I'm in pain again. And the labral tear is a tricky, tricky animal to even identify. But then the minute that my right one started acting up, I knew exactly what it was and I knew exactly where I needed to come, which was DMOS so that Dr. Nelson could fix it for me. So when you would talk about the, um, uh, the injury to the left hip, what, what were you feeling? Like give, give me an mm -hmm. example when you say something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Um, definitely, I had a lot of weakness in my hip um, and pain with running and exercise so much that even stretching wasn't going to help. But you, it's, it's almost when somebody says, okay, point to the pain. It's like, how can you point to the center of your hip <laughs> socket? Right. And they'd say, okay, well, where are you? And I'm like, okay, it's like if I had to tell you where it was hurting, I would say right here. A lot of times we ask people, does it feel like it's in the groin area? Did it feel mm -hmm. like that to you? And that's, yes. And that's a lot of times why they thought it was hip flexor strain. Sure. Mm -hmm. From yeah. doing sit-ups with the PT test. How many times can you continuously recover from <laughs> hip flexor strain before it's something else? And right? how many times can you go to an army doc and have them give you ibuprofen? Sure. Um, I sure. lived off of 800 milligram ibuprofen for many years of my life. Yeah, and those guys are triaging so many difficult injuries, and a mm -hmm. lot of them are overuse that will get mm -hmm. better with time. And as you noted, they do, you know, the labor feels better with less activity, mm -hmm. right? But then you get right back into it. Mm -hmm. Did you previously enjoy running and things like that? Was that, or is that just to get through the military? You weren't I, leisurely running on the Does side anybody team. really enjoy running? <laughs> Some people, you'd be surprised, they do. Um, in high school, I ran track. Okay. And um, I ran state and did a lot of, running at that age which is why I thought that the military would be a good fit for me sure. and it was I had an amazing 25 year career um, and with all of with the hip injuries that I have sustained they have also paid for it oh, so they, they yeah they it break was, you they buy you was it service connected then yes more or less mm -hmm. okay so both of them have been considered service connected okay mm -hmm. very good so in addition to feeling like something's not right it's the center of the hip were there some activities that were worse than others or did you have constant pain no I didn't have constant pain and that's the thing that really messes with your mind because you think maybe I'm not injured and then the minute you convince yourself you're not injured and you go for a run and running number one that was my number one thing I'd go for a run Would it hurt and during the run or after the run or both during the run I knew because my stride was not able to be what it needed to be to have a proper run my stride would almost be cut short by limiting Got the it. ability so then I was just shuffling along yep. and really not running at that point point. and did that start affecting other areas like your back or your other hip yes. or your feet or anything like that mm -hmm. so when you walk with a limp that affects everything and then I started going to the chiropractor which helped a lot sure um, but so in addition to running, just walking, you were limping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You felt like you were, were you dragging mm -hmm. your leg almost. And yes, and there were certain points in um, in my military career, especially when you wear the uniform. There's a, a belt, and it kind of sits right on your iliac crest, and puts pressure down. And there were points in my career I remember it was almost like my hip wasn't working, and I was dragging my foot behind me, but trying to hide it from sure. everyone. Sure. Wow. So. Finally, you know, came to the conclusion, hey, there's something going on here. Mm -hmm. And modern medicine evolved, you know, through the 90s, early 2000s, to the point where something could mm -hmm. be done about it, mm -hmm. right? So, um, you know, through Dr. Nelson's skill, he obviously fixed you. But talk, talk to me about, you know, getting there. Like, you had an MRI, mm -hmm. right? When there was probably some contrast in that mm -hmm. MRI. Mm -hmm. And for just for people's understanding, that, that helps with a little resolution on the labrum, which is a soft tissue yes. structure. Now, did you have some... 
skeletal or bony impingement that went along with that? I did. I did have an impingement on both hips. And so and everyone hears about hip impingement, right? Mm -hmm. No one truly knows what that is, but um, there's a couple different kinds. Do you know which kind yours was? Was it on the ball or the socket side or maybe even both? It was on the ball. It was on the ball side. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a very common place to have impingement. Mm -hmm. Once Dr. Nelson identified, hey, this is a problem, um, did you try anything short of surgery? Did you try mm -hmm. more physical therapy or mm -hmm. an injection or anything mm -hmm. like that? I did all of the above because okay. I wanted to plan out my surgery so that it fit with my active lifestyle. Sure. When I had my first hip scope, I had a two-year-old. Oh, wow. So I wanted it to not be while I was still trying to carry him when I was still trying to care for him. Sure. Um, so we decided to put it off. So I got the cortisone injection and that helped. It really did help for about six months mm -hmm. until it didn't. And it was almost like I woke up one morning and said, the cortisone has worn off. Yep. Yes. Let's book the surgery. Yeah. So I booked the surgery for winter intentionally because I didn't need to go anywhere. Um, and I didn't want to miss out on summer activities. Sure with my children so um so my recovery would have been january february march mm -hmm. absolutely and there's not much fun to do in the winter around iowa you know it's kind of exactly. cold and mm -hmm. as long as you don't slip with your crutches or something nope like i didn't need but, to, i didn't need to leave the house at all yeah. so i just told myself you don't i didn't have to go to the grocery store i had my husband take care of everything i didn't sure. have to take my son anywhere so i intentionally knew i wasn't going to leave the house for at least a month except for the physical therapy and i'm guessing you had a hip arthroscopy done through small mm -hmm. incisions is that right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know 30 some years ago the way to address the labrum you have to do a big open procedure dislocate mm -hmm. the hip find the labrum and now uh, with the appropriate traction, you can do things through smaller incisions and get places without having as much of an intervention. So mm -hmm. how did your recovery go? How, how much pain did you have with that surgery? How quickly did it feel like you were on the right track to recovery? Um, I think the number one thing that people have to keep in mind if they want to have a hip scope is it's, it's kind of a major procedure in that you have to rest. You're not going to be up moving around the next day like if you're doing a total hip replacement. The hip scope that I the part of it that I do appreciate is the small incisions um, because that healed nicely and quickly and then I could focus more on the physical therapy portion yeah. of it. When did you notice that, wow, that pain is gone? Was that an instantaneous thing? Mm -hmm. And you, you felt the labrum was secure or mm -hmm. something and then it was just working through surgical pain? Mm -hmm. okay. That's exactly what happened. I remember my first follow-up when I had my surgery seven years ago. I wish I would have had that surgery 15 years before that. That's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you, was there, was there any remorse that you didn't have it done sooner? Was this one of those mm -hmm. things where really it wasn't? You know, a lot of people get worried about these big surgeries, right? And they mm -hmm. want to put it off, put it off, put it off. Sometimes when you put things off, it can lead to some irreversible changes um, mm -hmm. that we can't correct. And so we walk a fine line between telling people and encouraging them to get things done mm -hmm. and not looking like we're trying to be too aggressive, right? So yeah. um, it sounds to me like, you know, had that technology been around when you first mm -hmm. had the problem, you you know, it would have been the right thing for you. 100%. And I've even noticed a difference having them about seven years apart. I was seven years younger. I could get around better when I was younger. My upper so body the strength first hip was, was easier. Was easier for me for the recovery really? portion. Mm -hmm. When was your most recent hip done? Uh, it was just about three months ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you to the point where you're comfortable sitting and things like that? Yeah. Yep. I mean, um, I but I 
followed my doctor's advice. I didn't try to get up moving around too much. I rested. I go to physical therapy. I do all the physical therapy exercises because this is my only body that I was given. And if I don't do what I need to, you know, I don't get a like a money back refund to trade it in for a new model. Um, So I that's the biggest bit of advice. Get the surgery, commit to it and have it be. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can. There's a reason why doctors are so well educated and they tell you what to do. You should listen to that. Like when Dr. Nelson said, not even a toe on the ground. I did not even put a toe on the ground. And now, three months after surgery, I'm walking around and people can't tell. Absolutely. Uh, Describe the role of, you know, your relationship with your physical therapist. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you get pretty tight with them. Mm -hmm. You want someone who really is in tune with with the recovery you're going through? Yes. So I I even shopped around a little bit. I wanted to find somebody who fit my personality, somebody who had labral tear experience. Did you go with the same one who did... No, she's not. She's not doing physical therapy anymore. I was so I was so disappointed. I really wanted Whitney Bolden. Okay. Um, and she since then has moved on to another uh, profession uh, in the medical field. So I now go to a place down in Johnston, um, and Becca is my physical therapist, and she gives me exercises to do and the equipment that I might need at home, the bands and stuff, and I make sure that I do my exercises. The home exercise program is a big deal, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would say sometimes after hip arthroscopy, with my patients, they feel like um, they're not doing a whole heck of a lot. There's little subtle things that are going on, right, Mm -hmm. that it's important not to skip steps Mm -hmm. um, because uh, getting a good result is just so so helpful to you leading that lifestyle Mm -hmm. you want to live. I remember at one point, um, during my my last surgery, the CPM, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do the CPM for one hour, three times a day, and I would be about crawling out of my skin because <laughs> just I just wanted to get out of the sure. machine. But I did it, and that's keeping. Well, if you had a good TV show or something. Oh, I did. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, Netflix is your friend when you are yeah, in bed for recovery. a month. <laughs> no kidding. So, are you still doing therapy right now? Yes. So my last physical therapy is coming up in June, and um, we are getting more into actually a cardiovascular workout while I'm there. We're going to be doing some different uh, agility courses now. So it's not just going in, get a massage. She's actually physically training me in agility type exercises. Do you still have to do the PT tests in the Army? Are you still active duty? Well, I'm about to retire. I'm retiring from the Iowa National Guard. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm going to be retiring from the Iowa National Guard in August with 25 years in service. And so I no longer have to do the PT test. So like I do, I planned it out knowing that I'd have my surgery, my hips would both be good, no more PT test, and now I can retire. Fantastic. So how would this injury go for someone 50 years ago? Would they have to be, leave the Army, essentially? They wouldn't be able to complete the tasks, and they'd have to – would they be able to get through a career, a, a, a rigorous career? I no? don't know. 50 years ago, were labral tears a thing? Did they exist well, they and were, we just ignored were, them? They were probably there, right? It's just, yeah. you know, it's un- undiagnosed pain. And so mm-hmm. I, I just wonder if the circumstances don't end up differently. You seem to be retiring on your own accord and mm-hmm. happy with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how many people, you know, previously before we had yeah. things like this and tools like this to help people 
I wonder how many people had to find a different profession or job because of it. Well, and how many people lived in pain just not knowing Mm -hmm. and not like how I was before I was even diagnosed. I went for years just thinking maybe it was just a mental thing. So how many people just blamed themselves and didn't realize that there was actually something physically wrong with them? Right. Do you feel uh, on your your hip from seven years ago, do you essentially feel back to normal there? Mm -hmm. Like there's no... There's nothing that your feet, you know, so sometimes we get in those lower arthritis and you may still need a hip replacement, but we're hopeful that when we do this, you don't need that. Exactly. It sounds like you're feeling like you may never need to have that done. Uh, I don't know if it's my older age, but I can tell you when it's going to rain. Okay. Otherwise, I don't have any problems. Yeah, at all. I was wondering. Sometimes the weather barometric pressure changes mm-hmm. on anything that's had surgery. You kind of know <laughs> My it's knee there. will also tell you when okay. it's going to rain. Yeah. My ankle will tell you yeah. when it's going to rain. So I can't attribute it to my hip at all. Well, that's an amazing result that you have. I have no doubt you're going to get the same on, on this one. Um, would you? Did you do anything different before your surgery for the second time than you did for the first time? Did you learn anything differently? Did you do therapy ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Did was there anything that you tweaked in a different you know way because it was you know seven years apart? You know things change or or is it pretty much the same? I I definitely did the physical therapy in advance, um, and I also did the cortisone shot again to try to get myself to the winter. Buy yourself a little time? Yes. Um, Also, I intentionally built my upper body strength, knowing that I would need to have my crutches, and I didn't want to be sore on my upper body um, post-surgery, and I also set up my recovery room a little bit different. I knew that... um, I wanted to be in the guest bedroom as to not keep my husband up at night if I was moving around yeah. or had to do my machine. Um, I made sure I had pl- I made sure I had plenty of snacks so that if I was hungry and no one was around, I didn't have to just lay there and and be hungry. Right. And I got one of those grabbers. Are you serious? Like but, the like uh, at the fair where you grab? Yes, like the, um, really? because it helped me put my sock on for the first couple oh, weeks yeah. when you can't reach. So just having a few tips and tricks on how to make life easier. What about dude, using the restroom? Is you use an extender seat mm-hmm. on the toilet? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so we set how up about the in a, in a car. Would you? Would you like? Were you slouching for a few weeks after the surgery? Yes, but I would only leave the house to go to physical therapy. And for those first few weeks, it was only once a week for stretching. And then she would give my husband exercises to put me through at home. Got it. Got it. Very good. Did you find any um, comfort in the injection giving you relief, knowing Mm -hmm. that if the injection gave me relief, you'd think the surgery would give you relief? Did that give you any comfort going into those surgeries? Well, and I knew. I knew from the first time. And I've had so many friends get cortisone injections for one reason or another. Yeah. And they swear by it. And Dr. Nelson said that this is the only one I'm going to give you because we don't want to deteriorate your muscle mass sure. by giving you too many cortisone shots. Um, but I knew, I knew when I got my cortisone shot and I knew when I came here and finally got a definitive diagnosis that I was in good hands. Awesome. Anything else you add to someone who's hesitant about any type of orthopedic surgery or, you know, your, your experience or any pearls? I mean, you've covered a bunch. But, yes. Uh, it sounds like uh, you're on the on the road to recovery and mm-hmm. you're a very active lady. And are you going to get back to running? You don't like to run. <laughs> no, nope. Okay. But I love walking. Oh. Well then. And I can get back into hiking. Uh, we live out by Sailorville Lake, oh, so do? I can um, hike down to Sailorville Lake. I'm also a den leader for my son's cub scouts now so we go up to jester park and kind of hike around i actually just did that last weekend so 
less than three months out from and surgery. And you're already doing better than you were before surgery. Yes. Um, so when I walk, I do the Nike Fitness app. So it tells me how fast I'm going. I'm already, so just three months post-surgery, I'm walking faster than I was a year ago. Oh, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. This mm -hmm. is interesting stuff. And you had a phenomenal doctor, Dr. Chris Nelson, fixed you up. And mm -hmm. wish you the best going forward. And congrats on your retirement. Thank you very much for your service. Yes, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Joint Effort, a podcast from Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. If you have questions about this podcast and wish to schedule an appointment with the surgeon, call 515-224-1414 or visit dmos.com.